Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the Rested Life Conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. Good evening, family, and welcome again to another amazing time in the house of the Lord. I believe that you all are blessed and are well-rested, and I know too, today being the day of the 18th day of the month of March 2021, I know too, that the God that has sustained you from the day one of this very particular March down to the 18th, that same God is available, that will sustain you from now to the end of this month in the name of Jesus. And with this being said, this very particular moment i know too well that tonight we'll be looking at what we have titled a mind shift uh, you know throughout our thoughts this is always a mind shift thoughts these are the thoughts where we come together for us to be able to just sit down look at some certain things that we need to do in christ especially when it comes to about the principle of christ because why we like talking about the benefits of christ all the time we preach about the benefit of christ we preach about salvation be an escape route uh, in terms of, of of you now being responsible for some certain things but tonight for us platform it has been a night whereby we come and we engage our mind to begin to understand what are the possibility gerings that we can be able to route and be able to run through to be able to lay hold on all the promises god has actually marked for you and for me one of the things i want to tell somebody sitting here at this very particular time streaming with me is the fact that before this year will come to an end you will lay hold of a major miracle that has been combating your life in the name of jesus i don't know who needs to hear this but this moment as i was preparing for this very particular service the lord was speaking very strongly in my spirit for me to address some certain needs tonight and i know too well that as we'll be going into this very particular scripture and to pray i know that whatever that has been troubling you five kind of people that the lord was speaking to me for me for me to be able to address this night i don't know if you fall among these very particular people and this is a story for instance the story that's a story from the book of daniel chapter three a story whereby we get to see where the three Hebrew children including with daniel whereby they came in and they came to gather in one place and all of a sudden the king Nebuchadnezzar came up and also proud the decree that they need to be able to bow down to the idol that in which he has created and I was asking God but God this thing I don't know what you want me to do but he was saying to me to tell this very particular group of people now these are the people that for instance you have paid the price uh, the price of your service in your own world you have paid the price it looks as if every time that you try to do it God's way something somewhere just come out and all of a sudden you begin to feel as if if i had known i would have just stayed in my lane and not be able to stand and to say i'm a christian now this very particular kind of people these are the ones uh, that have paid the price and it look as if nothing is showing forth i don't know who you are tonight maybe you are listening to me or probably you're watching me either you're listening on the radio side or you're watching me live on facebook or youtube you have paid the price you have done what you can do as a matter of fact i can hear this very particular group of people very strongly you are the point whereby it looks as if man god if you don't come to for me i don't know if i'm able to stand and to be able to say it one more time that you are god but i'm here to tell you tonight that god asked me sent me from the way from down road port in south africa to tell you wherever you are to say that god is about to show forth for you and he will display you in front of kings and king will have no any other choice but to accommodate you in their corners in the name of jesus it may look as if that yes you have done all the investment it may look as if yes you have paid all the 
Christ. You have stood strong. You have fortified yourself. You've been able to pray, obey biblical principle. You've even given. As a matter of fact, you've even done all the kingdom responsibility that you can think of. But the more you do it, the more it looks as if the kings are getting more stronger and their battles is becoming very fierce in your corner. The Lord asked me to say this to you one more time. That as much as the battle is fierce, he is about to cross his hand by bringing Christ into the picture to turn the situation around and to put you at the place of your celebration and so shall it be for you in the name of Jesus. The second group of people, I don't know who you are but these are those who have stand for God in their corporate world and now it looks as if nothing is, nothing is showing forth. You have stand for God in your corporate world. Now I'm talking about those people who are operating in the corporate space. Now you have stand for God but the more you stand the more they attack you. The more you stand the more they come for you. The more you stand the more as a matter of fact I am hearing in my spirit currently. I don't know who you are but you are at a place where because of the truth of who you are that you have put on the table they have conspired against you. To the matter of fact that this month for, for some of you this month some of you is even April I hear in March and in April that they are trying to come together to fire you out of that very particular company. But the Lord is asking me to tell you tonight uh, that in the place as they come together to conspire, to fire you, God says, uh, before, before the very kings and the priests, uh, that they will be bringing together to bring you out of that company, that he is going to display himself uh, upon your life in the name of Jesus. I want to say this to you, please and please, uh, don't get tired. Uh, I know that the battles are fierce. Uh, I know that, yes, they are even increasing the battle like the story of daniel all of a sudden we get to see with daniel should have mission abednego the battle was being increased even when they were standing before the king all of a sudden the king got angry and says increase the fire seven times i don't know who you are tonight you are listening to me but it looks as if the fire has been increased seven times all of a sudden the same place where you thought that god is going to bless you but that is the same place where the trouble is very strong i want to say this tonight before i pray for this group of people see let me say this see we are believers we are carry carry the nature of christ the possibility of the godhead is on us but this is one thing i know that they have not said to you we the believer we thrive when there is trouble because when in the place of trouble we understand as believer that because Christ has become our victory, we now proclaim that very particular consciousness. We walk through the victory regardless of how the fires and the battle will be increased seven times. And so I want you to know this tonight, that the battle may be increased, that people there may be calling group of people to come together, to come and attack you. But my dear sisters and brothers tonight, I want to say this to you. Congratulate yourself because why? The same way when all the king and the priest and everyone from King Nebuchadnezzar that we were gathered together, all the men of wisdom and acumen, they were all standing looking at Shadrach, Mission, and Abednego as they were about to be thrown into the fire. My dear, I want you to remember this. This very particular guy, they never committed any crime. Their main crime was to stand for God. And God is saying to me to tell you tonight that as you have stand for him, Tosfa, he says the battle that you are going on, the battle that you are going through, that ongoing battle that is in your life that is about to come down and the king will celebrate you in the name of Jesus. If you look at the story of those guys, all of a sudden, by the time they step into the fire, when they get into that very particular fire, the Bible says, Jesus who was supposed to come before, all of a sudden they were able to pull Jesus from the future into their current circumstances. I don't know who you are tonight. If you need Jesus to come for you at this moment, I am here to tell you tonight that the Jesus is already here. That Jesus 
Jesus is here to change the circumstances. That Jesus is here to make that very particular fire that has the capacity to burn you down. That very particular court case that has the capacity to wipe you out. That very particular what you call letter that they have given you that has the capacity for you not to be able to wake up again. But I'm here to tell you tonight under the osmosis of the grace of God that I submit under that every battle that you are going through it is hereby terminated in the name of Jesus. After Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got to that point, so the Bible, I like something about that very particular verse. I think in the second to the last verse in Daniel chapter 3, I want to read that part because it's going to bless somebody tonight. In verse 29, Daniel 3, 29, the Bible says, after everything has been done, these was guys that they were serving God. They were not, they did not even compromise on anything. But this was a thing that was very interesting with that very particular verse. In verse 29, the same king who has the capacity of killing them, but the king had no clue that these boys, they have a God that is bigger than the king. They subscribe to a God that they understand. They subscribe to a God that regardless of the trouble, you guys might have castrated me. You might have been able to put me in one corner. Or maybe you say that you have given me a, a, a minimum position for me to be able to operate with simply because you don't want people to people to feel that you are not treating me right but this is what happened to these very particular boys in verse 29 the bible says and therefore he says the king make a decree that every people nations and language which means according to that very particular point nationality race and color was not in the picture remember the bible says that some of the jews they noticed that these boys they refused to bow down but this is the decree that came out he says therefore the king make a decree that every people nations and language which speak anything amiss against god of shadrach meshach and abednego shall be cut in pieces and their house shall be made in a dunghill because there is no other god that can deliver after this short i pray for you tonight just the same way that the king had to change his mind in the same chapter in the same circumstances in the same fire in the same trouble in the same decree just because the king could change his mind i pray for you tonight every trouble every pain every difficulties maybe for you is a sickness maybe for you you are bound to be laid off of your job i pray for you tonight that in the same order that the god of the rested life will fight for you at every point in the name of jesus i stand as a king and as a priest i decree upon your life that that court case will favor you that very particular company that is coming together where all of a sudden the staff has come together to say let's chase this person out of the company for the fact that you are staying in christ god has sent me to put my words upon your case that that company as far as you are still in her he says your time is not up and those that conspired against you he says i should tell you that they will be fired off of that company and you will be retained in the name of jesus and also for you who is currently now your same pastor you don't understand i've done all i can do i've pushed all i can push but the more i push the more the battle get fiesta i am here tonight to tell you that the battle tonight it has come to an end in the name of jesus father king of glory i pray for this ones that you have asked me a lot to pray for her lord the battle is getting fierce at the corner where they are sitting the battle
the fire has been increased like you said to me to tell them tonight lord i stand as a prophet and i decree him everyone that has vowed that this month you will shed tears i stand as a prophet i turn that case around and you shall love this month in the name of jesus those ones that have said that nothing good will ever be ever be able to show out of your life i introduce the god of the rested life the one that has guaranteed your rest from the very beginning brought the son jesus christ to enforce your rested life reality i stand on that mandate and i push you into the place of your rest in the name of jesus for you who is saying pastor this problem has been giving me sleepless night i have tried my best for this very particular case to go i hear in my spirit you have tried your best for the case to go you are at a point where you feel like what will be will be but i'm here to tell you tonight that the god of the rested life is about to go deep down into your case and change your case and change your sorrow to become laughter in the name of jesus Lord, I decree this moment. Father, everyone tonight under the sound of my voice that is currently going through any stress. Father, whatsoever the stress is, because you have deployed me at a time like this to give your children rest. Lord, I release the rested life to become an oppression upon their lives in the name of Jesus. That battle that wants to kill you, I hereby turn the battle to be the place of your celebration in the name of Jesus. I repeat it again one more time. That battle that wants to kill you, that causes that want to bring you down, that sickness that wants to disgrace you, tonight I turn the case around and it begins to favor you in the name of Jesus. Father Lord, we thank you because indeed you are the God of the rested life. I appreciate you because you show forth for Shadrach, Mishael, and Abednego at the last minute.com. Lord, I pray tonight, everyone that is looking forward to you in this month of marching forward, that they're expecting your hand like never before. Lord, I release the grace upon your hand. I release speed. I release relevance. I release influence. I release opportunity. I release grace. I release ability to overtake let it begin to operate in your life now in the name of jesus father to you will give all the glory as we are about to get into the word of god tonight i want somebody to put their mouth and begin to pray and say lord let tonight's service be the service that will shift my mind to the place of rest let tonight's service be the service that will shift my mind to the place of rest let this night father let this night not pass me by the first quarter of the year is about to Lord, I refuse to allow this month, I refuse to allow this first quarter to close without me having my major testimony. I refuse to allow this first quarter to close without me holding what you want me to hold. Begin to place a demand on this service. There is a grace of the supernatural that I'm feeling currently that the Lord will want to do for somebody. That all of a sudden, by this time next week, you will begin to see him. A tangible shift in your life, a tangible move in your mind, a tangible grace will be evident in your body. Open your mouth and begin to pull. By this time next week, as you are praying this prayer, the supernatural is about to take shape. The supernatural is about to hit you, where your mind begins to accommodate the possibility of God on the inside of you, where your mind.
mind is begin to accommodate the fullness of who God is. All of a sudden, I hear somebody as you're praying this prayer. You are crying and say, Lord, I want to be able to operate in the God class and not this voice by class of circumstances. Lord, I release the grace, the grace for their mind to open into the God class where they belong, into the God class where they belong, into the God class where they belong. I shift you. I hear in my spirit as somebody in this moment. As a matter of fact, it's a female and a male. You are at the peak of your career. You are at the peak of your career. A female and a male. You are at the peak of your career. You are walking. I'm not talking about somebody who is finding something to do. No. You are walking, but at the peak of your career. The Lord asked me to tell you under this osmosis, under this very particular prophetic time that I am in, the Lord asked me to tell you that He has created a space for you. He has created a another space for you uh, that you will be able to display your God. Uh, you'll be able to display your God. Uh, you'll be able to display your God. Uh, I see God creating a shifting. Uh, he said, I should tell you that the peak where you think you are, that he's making a space. Uh, he has shifted. He's shifting you into another dimension. Uh, he's shifting you into a place of relevance. Uh, he's shifting you into a place uh, where even in the place where you are working uh, or even in the grace where you are currently operating, uh, he has opened another grace, uh, another access, uh, Another opportunity, another time. I feel the power of God very strong this moment. There is a shift in him. I can hear a shift. There is a shift in him for somebody tonight. There is a shift in him. You yourself, I hear this person saying, Pastor, I wish you can mention my case. I am tired of where I am. I need a shift. God asked me to tell you. He said, that shift, that idea and that thinking, he said, it is not your idea. I imprint it into your mind. He said, begin to run with it. He said, begin to run with it. Begin to run with it. I hear it again one more time. You are tired of where you are working. All of a sudden, it's not because the salary is not good. No, it is because your mind, your heart cannot comprehend again. There is something that is pushing you. There is something that is shifting you from where you are. You know you can do more. That is what I am hearing in my spirit. The Lord is saying you can do more, but where you are is limiting you. He said, I have created the shift. I have created the space. He said, go in now and begin to take hold. In fact, as I hear in my spirit, let me say it. He said, the harvest is ripe. He said, running and begin to take the fruit. He said the harvest is ripe. Running and begin to take the fruit. I repeat it again one more time. The harvest is ripe. Running and begin to take the fruit. As you begin to take the fruit, keep praying. As you begin to go in to take the fruit, some of the fruit, you will find them on the floor. Which means what it means is the fact that people will come and give you fruit that will take you, that will establish you in the things you want to do. People will come and give you fruit 
they will give you their skills they will give you help they will give you possibilities they will give you access i hear again one more time they will give you access i don't know who you are tonight you've been praying and said god i need access lord i need access access into this place access into this fold access into these mountains access into these corridors of influence I shift you to the place. I shift you to that place. I shift you into that place. I come in tonight with the grace to shift people. I don't know who you are tonight. I shift you into the place of access where all of a sudden all that you need to do all that God has compelled you to do. Access with the resources. Access with the resources. Access with the resources. Access with the resources. I hear in my spirit tonight also there is a lady you are listening to me tonight all of a sudden you are working in the business as a matter of fact you are working in, 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 in a space of media you are working in a space of media I see media but sometimes I see telecommunication I see media and telecommunication and the Lord is asking me to tell you that in the company where you are working you are a senior director in that company he says in that company that they are about to make you a managing partner of the company I know that that very particular grace that I know that you are saying pastor you don't understand I joined this company less than six months but because of your pace because of your faith because of your sacrifice because of the things you've done the Lord is about to recompense you we are a commission that the Lord recompense the people and so I know what I'm saying he said I should tell you that God that there's a space that is being created the owner of the company is about to call you this month and make you a partner of the company not because you have the money but because they've seen the glory they've seen the star they've seen a space in your life and they don't want you to leave I pray you into that position as a managing partner of the company I push you in in the name of Jesus I also hear in my spirit as I'm talking about managing partner there is somebody to this night you are a guy you are working in a law firm you have worked for more than five years and you are tired you want to leave and all of a sudden the more you want to leave the more what you call opportunity comes in the Lord asked me to tell you that the reason why those opportunity come in when you want to leave is because that company they are about to shift every of the oppression into your hand they are about to shift the oppressions into your hand I release speed for it to be able to materialize in the name of Jesus the Lord asked me to tell you stay there he says don't move I am about to shift the resources of the people that owns the company I'm about to shift the resources into your hand in fact as I'm as I'm talking now I am hearing the Lord saying to me to tell you that the kind of responsibility that Joseph carried where the king was able to give him all the affairs of the nation but only on the throne that Pharaoh was bigger than Joseph that is what I hear for you I pray you into that office I pray you into that space I pray you into that reality
I hear somebody tonight. Two people tonight before I go into my message. Two people tonight. One of you at this moment. Your marriage is at the end of breaking. All of a sudden, you don't know what happened to your marriage. You don't just know what happened. Even you, the husband and the wife. As a matter of fact, I hear in my spirit two weeks ago, you were talking about your marriage and you were asking each other what went wrong because the both of you could not see what happened. The Lord asked me to tell you tonight that between now and on Sunday, that devil that has decided to sit on your marriage, it will be hereby terminated totally. In the name of Jesus, you will hear a resounding from one of the corners of people who is around your circles who have shot an arrow into your marriage. The Lord has me to tell you that that marriage will not go to the rock. That marriage will not hit the rock and scatter. That that marriage that is a restoring grace. I release that grace upon your marriage. I release that grace upon your marriage. I release that grace upon your marriage in the name of Jesus and also this second set of people you are at a place where all of a sudden this spouse I am hearing my spirit it's a guy all of a sudden you propose to this lady as you propose to the lady the lady accepted your proposal you have gone to see the parent as a guy you've discussed everything but at the moment the lady is not picking your call it is not because the lady is doing something stupid it's just the fact that the enemy is attacking you for you not to be maritally settled i stand in the office as a prophet tonight and as the apostolic unction of rest that god has given me i break that devil that is attacking your marital settlement it is hereby destroyed in the name of jesus everything fighting your marital settlement as this man everything fighting whatever the arrow that is shot into that very particular space that you are about to get into maritally that is forcing you not to marry i destroy that arrows right now in the name of jesus Father Lord tonight, Riakosha Brata Inozadosha, Retekusha Brata Leketosa Inotosa. There is somebody I'm hearing, I don't know. I'm gonna pray. The Holy Spirit is doing something tonight. There is somebody this moment. You want to be able to retain things. When they tell you things, you forget too easily. All of a sudden, you just forget. It is not because you are not smart, but the enemy is attacking your mind. It's attacking your mind. The Lord asked me to tell you that tonight, everything that you have done the past one week, that before you sleep tonight, you will begin to remember them. You will begin to remember them. You will begin to remember them. Lord, I pray for this brother and this sister that is currently struggling for them to remember self. As a matter of fact, it's so bad to the point if they tell you things one hour ago, you have forgotten it and it's affecting your work. I stand tonight. That devil attacking your mind, that devil attacking your ability for you to remember, I destroyed that devil out of your life in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that Satan out of your life. I rebuke that spell out of your life in the name of Jesus. Father Lord, tonight we thank you. Arahoto shabrata legadure ketuada de shalododo. Imaiga dosha ekatore inaku legadosha tata. Lord, I pray for everyone that you are saying to me to minister to right now. You are currently hearing me. There is a sickness in your body. There is a sickness in your body. As a matter of fact, the sickness started two days ago. And you have tried. You take panado, take grandpa, take whatever you can think of. And you are contemplating going to the hospital. You are, in fact, you've booked yourself to go to the hospital for tomorrow. The Lord asked me to tell you. 
you that after this service is over, after this service is over, you will look for that ailment. You will not find it in the name of Jesus. I release the healing power of God. I release healing into your body. I release healing into your mind. I release healing into your blood vessels. In the name of Jesus. Father Lord, I give you all the thanks and praise. I worship you because indeed you are good God. Father, you are God all by yourself. You are the one we call at Platform Church as the God of the rested life. You are the one that have ordained us, O oh Lord, to operate from the position of rest and not from the position of stress. Lord, tonight I bring the service before your hand. I say, Father, as it is time to mind shift Thursday, Father, shift the people's mind from where it is now to the place you, God, wanted it to be in the name of Jesus. Lord, the possibility that they need to bump into that will take them to the next level of their life. Let the service tonight be the service that they have been praying for in the name of Jesus. Father Lord, I bow myself to your throne. Use me, O oh Lord, Father, as an oracle. Let your people hear Christ in me. Let them begin to see the Christ in me. And let your voice, O oh Lord, be echoed in their heart in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because we know that this is done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And God's people say, Amen. Ah, I don't know why this very particular moment I can feel in my spirit as a grace to pour more. But we'll pause there tonight because I know too well that God has a word for somebody. God has a word for somebody. I, I, I can still hear this very strong in my spirit again. That is a shifting that is happening for you. There is a shifting that is happening for you. Hey, I, I see, as I'm, as, as, I just opened my note for me to be able to go into my note, but I hear it one more time. There is a shifting that is happening. I don't want you to allow what you are going through to, to, to deter you from the shift that God is creating for you. As a matter of fact, the shift is already created. All the enemies are coming together to shrink you out of that shift. But I'm here to tell you as a prophet of God, I'm here to tell you as an set apostle to our generation, that that shift that God has marked for you, you will enter into that shift and you will lay hold and take hold of everything that belongs to you in the name of Jesus. Is a shift in your ministry, is a shift in your career, is a shift in your health, is a shift in your body, is a shift in your family, is a shift in your finances, is a shift in your mind. That is a shift that is available for you. It is so funny, as as, 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 the more I talk about this shift, it has nothing to even do with my message. Because why? My message is tied to the ability, attitude, and formula for winning. Attitude and formula for winning has nothing to do with shifting. But I know too well that whoever that the Lord has impressed in my spirit that is even delaying me to get into my message because your time to be celebrated. Ah, I hear it again. Your time to be celebrated. That same place where they've mocked you. Your time to be celebrated. It is now in the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, also I just said my spirit. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Part of the shifting for somebody tonight. God is about to shift you into your own property. <laughs> he's shifting you into your own property your own property as a matter of fact that very particular house or or that property you want to buy you don't even have the money enough to buy the property but god is already as i'm talking now god is going behind him he is beginning to renegotiate the price to favor you god himself is renegotiating the price you will get a call before by, before now and what's called next week tuesday i hear next week to between now and next week tuesday you will get a call back and say come whatever you have come let's talk and so that the property can because why the property has moved from the owner's hand it is coming into your hand 
It has moved from the owner's hand. It is coming into your hand. And I release that speed in the name of Jesus. Let's begin to look at what we have for us tonight. The title of my message tonight is what the Holy Spirit. I'll try as much as possible to be fast. And so you are going to bear with me. It's titled God's Attitude and Formula for Winning. God's Attitude and Formula for Winning. When we look at the things of God, one of the things I wanted to understand, your father is a creative father. If God is a creative God, because we can see that very particular possibility in the book of Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, we could see that reality with God. When God came into that very particular space, when Moses, the writer, was, was, was trying to introduce God to us, the first thing that we see was the fact that the Bible says, and God created the heavens and the earth. But it's so funny, after the heavens and the earth was created, we now see in the next verse, it says, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So which means the first responsibility that we'll see God shows was the God of attitude to create. The attitude to create. He never look at the circumstances and decide to chicken back. And that is why I keep saying to us as believers, we are not a believers that see trouble and run away. No! We are believers that see trouble and say, bring it more because I know the God I carry on the inside of me. Because we know who we are in Christ Jesus. The moment that God came in from, the, from Genesis chapter 1, that we see he was a God who came into the picture to create and also to make things come back to life that was already decayed. And we also see that with the son Jesus. When Jesus came we understand them that he came that we might be able to be adopted back into the sonship and the daughtership because why there was a sin nature problem that was already rampaging the earth but when we see God the father and we see God the son which is a person of Jesus when they appeared into circumstances they were appearing into a problem but that did not make them leave that very particular circumstances it did not make them chicken out of the problem and so tonight I want you to say I want to say this to somebody that problem that you are going through don't be quick for you to run away from the problem don't be quick to say god let this cup pass over me be fast to be like jesus and say let your will be done because why it is in you accepting the problem it is in you agreeing that this one there is a grace for me to come out of it and when i'm saying accepting the problem i'm not saying you're accepting the problem so that you can then die in the problem no you are accepting the battle to say no i can handle this because why we consider with the life of joke what's called david in the book of first samuel chapter 17 David know that as far as my kingship is concerned, that the kingship can never come to me regardless of the oil that was poured in my head. I have to prove myself that I'm a king and going to my throne to sit. Ah, there's somebody tonight that needs to hear this word. You are a king going to your throne to sit. You are a king or a queen going to your throne to sit. David understand the reality and all of a sudden, David was looking for a battle that can ascertain his kingship. He was looking for a battle that can give him the voice in which he need david did not run from the problem because why he understand that there's a particular mindset i need to carry for me be able to sit at that throne that god has actually used prophet samuel to be able to anoint me in and i pray for somebody tonight as we are about to go into the deep down of the message, your mind will be shifted for you to be able to see what to do at every stage of your life in the name of Jesus. And also, this is a very particular point quickly. Let's look at our test this moment. Let's look at our test this moment so that we can then continue our service. Let's look at our test in the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. 
Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 is a short scriptures. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. The Bible says, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind, I am so happy that that scripture did not say, let this spiritual empowerment. The scripture did not say, let the anointing of Jesus. He said, but let this mind, because we understand that Jesus, as much as he came on this very particular earth, he came in the form of a man. John chapter 1, because to understand, he came in the form of a man. So which means Jesus, as much as he's 100% God, that Jesus who stand before God, because why? Jesus was God himself. All of a sudden, God looked at God and said, God, you stay here, God. Let this God become a man and come on earth. And so when he came on earth, these dimensions of earth was able to put a mind on his inside. He was ability for him to have a mind, the mind that controls how he was. I mean, how he will be able to think. What are the options that's available for him? What are the things that he needs to engage? The ability to think, to run, or to stay. The ability for him to know that this is pap, this is bread, this is chicken, this is water. That mind, he has a mind. That's why Paul was saying to the Philippian church, he said, "Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus." But the question we need to ask ourselves tonight, what kind of mind was in the mind of Christ? Because until we begin to understand the kind of mind that Jesus carries, what is the kind of mind that he carries that we also need to be able to open our thinking capacity, open our mind also to rob our mind. Because why? As we're having this service tonight, we are robbing our mind with the mind of Christ. Before you know what is going on, your mind become one with him. Whereas you think, he's thinking the same thing. As you pray, he's praying the same thing. As you are writing the plan, he's planning the same thing. Because why? You have robbed your mind so well with Christ to the point that as he is so are you in this world because until your mind become one with him I know that yes we like claiming that very particular promise that as Christ is so am I but the question that we need to ask you every possibility that Christ has pulled on planet earth are you currently pulling that possibility if you are not pulling the possibility at the moment then which means we need to begin to check what kind of mind that Jesus carries for him to be able to route all those possibilities. Also, we say in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, the Bible says here. It says, for we are God masterpiece. <laughs> I like the statement there. Which means I am not a product going somewhere, going somewhere to just happen by chance. I am God's masterpiece. Which means God set down perfectly. Created me in his own. In fact, as a matter of fact, I like the way my wife said it. My wife said, when God was creating man, God was already in a rested position. And so, the moment he brought man into the garden, for man to be able to tend and to keep it, God was already resting for man to come out. He says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us and you in Christ Jesus. So, which means our creation is now in Christ our creation is now in Christ. He says he has created us anew in Christ Jesus. He says so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. You are the one that is looking at that very particular car. Ability to live in a good life. Ability to marry and stay married. Ability for your marriage to come around. You are thinking that maybe God is actually going to do it for you. No. The scripture here says that he has planned these good things long ago. 
It's a mindset I want you to understand. I know you want to be able to have that very particular children. You want to marry that very particular guy. You want to be able to get into that very particular institution or to enter into that marketplace. I want you to understand it has been created long ago. See, the thing I'm going to say tonight is going to be a bit of controversy. I mean, controversial um, issues. God is not creating anything at the moment. It is us, the believer, that is bumping the creations of God as we begin to develop in the things of God. I'll repeat it again. God is not creating anything. Nothing. He's not creating anything at the moment. It is our faith as we begin to grow in the things of God. We begin to bump the things that he has created long ago. The things he has created long ago. Because I want you to understand, if this mindset can be in you as it is in Christ Jesus, that some certain prayer you will not pray. Lord, create in me a new heart, oh Lord. See, calm down, the heart has been created alone. The heart has already been, the day you gave your life to Christ, that new heart, Lord, create in me a new heart, oh Lord, and renew a spirit within me, creating me a new heart. See, when you pray that prayer, you are trying to say to yourself that your salvation benefit that Jesus did on the cross of Calvary, that that salvation one that Jesus did, it is not enough. That's what that very particular song is talking about because why the day you gave your life to christ the mind of christ the nature of christ the personality of christ was already resident on your spirit until when you begin to awaken to that consciousness in your mind all of a sudden all those lies they lie to you that there's an enemy from your father's house as a believer and there's an enemy from your mother's house that has because you are now in light they are now deciding to come and attack you calm down see relax 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 because why this is a mind shift Thursday. It has already been created long ago. I, I feel like reading again one more time. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. He said, for we are God's masterpiece. I want somebody to say this after me. I am God's masterpiece. I am God's masterpiece. I am created in Christ Jesus. I am created in Christ Jesus. You see, the more you say this very particular thing, I know it's beginning to sink in you. Which means the prototype in which God created you, the raw material he used, let me say it like a bricklayer, the raw material he used was Christ Jesus. Ah! He says, he says for we are God's masterpiece, he has created us anew. <laughs> so which means if you are praying, Lord, make me anew. He said he has, he has already created you anew. That you already are new in Christ Jesus. That the day you gave your life to Christ, the creative possibility was already operational on the inside of you. All you need to do is to accept it. No wonder Romans chapter 12 verse 2 make us to understand that our transformation can only be guaranteed by the renewing of our mind. Transformation is there, but can only be possible by the renewing of our mind. He now says also there, he says that he has created us anew in Christ Jesus. He says so, he says, so we can do things. We can do things. I like that. We can do things that he has planned for us long ago. That business you want to enter into. That ministry you are planning to get into. That marriage you want to get into. That business, whatever the thing you want to get, it has been planned long ago. Because when you understand that it has been planned long ago, your ability, the, 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 the possibility for you to sit down, look at the things you want to do, because you know that it has been created. You know that the resources is available. You know that that space has been created. You know that for the fact that your mind can think it, your hand can handle it, because why? You are not praying to say, God, do it anymore. You are praying for the position of God, the ability for me to be able to do it. 
Because now, you are not praying to say, God, do this for me. You are saying, God, empower me for me to be able to do what you have created long ago. There are two different prayers. You see, we are quick to say, Lord, do. Lord, do. Lord, no. The fullness of God is already on the inside of you. The ability for you to do it. That grace is operational on your inside. I tell people, I said there are different dimensions of grace. One of the grace in which majority of us we bump into after them, we kept quiet, is the grace of salvation. And that grace of salvation talks about access. Because salvation is an access. It's an access into the God class. It's an access into eternal life. It's an access to become the sons and the daughter of the Most High God. I was saying to my members on Sunday in church, I said, you are not a friend of God. No, you are not a friend of God. The believers are not a friend of God. I know you like singing that song. I am a friend of God. He called me a friend. No, that's a song. That's a song for, what's it called? Moses, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That one, it's for you as a believer of the 21st century, if I have to put it that way, you are not the friend of God. You are the son and the daughter of the Most High god because why a friend does not have an inheritance with the father it only the sons and daughter that has an inheritance with god a friend no matter how no matter how much you love your friend you will never give your friend an inheritance better than your children it is not possible because why you now fully understand that now that i am a son i am a daughter the privileges that my father has belongs to me now some certain things i don't need to beg my father to do for me i'm talking about my biological father by my right being his son when i demand of that very particular thing if you notice i'm not even going there to say daddy you know please i beg you want to no i demand my right because why by my position of being his son he's responsible to make that very particular space available for me he also said the book of Ephesians chapter 2. I mean Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Ephesians 3 verse 20. He says now all glory to God which is able. Ah I like that. Which is able through the ministry. I mean through his mighty power which is at work within us. Are you seeing what we are seeing? His mighty power is at work within us. You are the one praying, God, let your power be seen in me. Let your power work in me. You are the one that is currently calling your pastor, trying to go and see people for them to come and lay hand, lay leg. In fact, some of them also try to even give you petrol and kerosene. In fact, some of them don't even give you choice of the kind of what you call petrol they give. They just give you petrol. At least give me a right of the petrol I want to drink. There is unleaded 93, 95. There is diesel. That, don't just keep. Because why? I am making you to understand. He said, through his mighty power at work within us. The power to do, it is already within us. He said to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So which means as you are asking, as you are thinking, the power to do is already on the inside of you. As we begin to look at what, what is the mind and the attitude that Christ has. Let me bring this very particular principle quickly so that we'll be able to use this principle because today is a mind shift Thursday. And so I wanted us to see some certain things that is currently happening within our dimension. See, the day you gave your life to Christ, I like sending this very particular, I'll say it until the CDs keep in my mouth. If there's a CD in my mouth, I'll say it until the CDs keep and the CDs scratch. As the day you gave your life, if God does not have any space for you on planet Earth, he would have taken you home. But for the fact that you wake up this morning and you're listening to me, is because God has not concluded on your case. Heaven has, I mean, the hell has not even been able to see you at all. Just that small problem you're having at the office, forget it, it's not a problem. That is just a circumstance that God is going to use to begin to emerge some certain possibility because why? It is in the place of trouble, trials, and temptation. That is when we develop our fortitude to push because why? We know that the mighty power of God is already on our inside. That I've just read for you in the book of Ephesians chapter 3. Now let's look at this very particular principle. Because the principle is the principle that I want to put on the table tonight. 
that would that 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 separate both those ones that are rich and those ones that are poor because the truth of it is the fact that god has empowered us from the very beginning the day you gave your life to christ salvation is an empowerment grace is an empowerment blessing is an empowerment they only just operate on three different dimensions Salvation is an empowerment which gives an access for you to be able to see everything that's available. Grace is an empowerment for you to be able to do what you don't know that you can do. And the blessing is an empowerment for you to be able to forge ahead for the things that God has actually marked for you to do. I, 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 I want you to go back again and listen to this. I won't repeat it again. Because why these three different dimensions we're talking about, it is available for the believer. But the place in which you push yourself into can determine the result in which you're going to hold from it. But let's look at this very particular principle. Because why I've seen a lot of people whereby they make you, they preach and they lie to you that the day you give your life to Christ, everything that you need will come. That the day you give your life to Christ, the car you need will just come on your lap. The house, if the girl you want to marry, if you want to marry what you call the president's daughter, she will just come without it come that it's a lie but the ability for you to be able to do or probably for you to be able to marry that girl the ability is on the inside of you so your responsibility is on your part for you to play let's look at this very particular principle it is called the pareto principle i was reading a book just a few minutes what's called i just finished a book and so that very particular book it really opened my mind to begin to see some certain possibility that i can route even in christ jesus the pareto principle what is the pareto principle the principle suggests that in most normal situation we find that roughly 20 percent of the item account for 80 percent of the effect 20 percent of the items account for 80% of the effect. Now, I will give you an example. For example, 20% 20, 20 of the people currently, they are the one controlling 80% of the resources that is currently on planet Earth. The Pareto principle makes us to understand that there are people, 20% of that. For instance, if you look at South African as a nation, uh, you and I know too well that most of the land in South Africa is still owned by our other brothers. Which means that 20% still controls the large number of the land. And the remaining, what you call, the remaining, um, what you call, the 80%, the 20% land that is available, they were given to the 80% people to manage it. Now, they own, the 20% own 80% of the land. But the remaining 20% of the land was given for us, the 80 people. I, re I refuse to put myself, no, for them, the 80 people, because I refuse. No, not after this one, I will not be part of the 80%. No, I'm shifting to the 20 the Pareto principle put that very particular word on the table. What does again the Pareto principle make us to understand? He says, what, now my question I want to ask you now tonight, what is that 20% of your life, your business, that can deliver the value of 80%? Because until we begin to understand them, that when it comes to this very particular reality, because I will use Jesus and God for you to see that example, that all God needs to do is for him to apply his 20% so that the 80% can be there. He only put a 20% of his time and he put his focus on those 20%. And I will, I'm going to be listing the 20% very soon on the focus of what he put on the table. The same thing also Christ also came to do by focusing on the core 20%. All of a sudden he does no need to focus on the 80 the 80 was part of the effect of what the 20 percent has done the 80 is part of the effect of what the 20 percent has done and also one of the things in which i put in i say what is the 20 percent of issues that i need to be able to focus for my effort to change what is the 20 percent thing that i need to focus so that my effort and the result needs to change because the truth of it is this until our mind begin to think like a businessman 
See, the truth of it is this. Every parable Jesus gave in the Bible was Jesus was giving us a parable from the position of a businessman. Because why we can see the first time that Jesus was on the temple, when at age 12, if I'm not mistaken, where his parents came to meet him. If you notice, we're the one who called church, church. Oh. Jesus did not call it church. He called it, I am busy doing my father's business. So if you understand that it's a business, you will take your life like a business approach. The reason why you are taking your life the way you're taking your life is because you've not been able to awaken your consciousness that this is a business. Somebody somewhere is negotiating me day in, day out. Somebody somewhere is negotiating my possibility. Somebody somewhere is negotiating what I see. Every day you on your television, somebody is selling the product to you. Now, those people might be the 20% trying to also still take out of your own percent that you have. Remember, they are already controlling 80%. The, the population of 20%, they are fighting with the 80 what's called, with the remaining uh, small percent that is available. But yet, you see down, look. The Pareto principle is saying to us tonight <laughs> is that what is the 20% that we need to focus on? Because the truth of it is the fact that we are quick for us to focus about everything. And the truth is this, let me say this from the position of mind shift. You cannot be able to provide every solution, every trouble. See, you can't. That's why for me, I don't respond to people that I know that doesn't... See, if I notice, and I know you will say it's coming from an arrogance position, and that's your own problem. Arrogance is dependent on your own definition. It's not my definition. If I notice you're not on my weight level, I have no business for me arguing with you. No business. If you come on my Facebook, comment something that doesn't matter, I look at it. If I don't want to engage with you, I don't want it's my Facebook. And if I don't like your comment, I remove it. Because why? I am not going to carry my 20 percent and begin to waste it on things that i know that are not important because ability for me to argue with you it's it's, it's lame little it doesn't if see let me say this my mom once taught me this and it blessed me so much my mom says if somebody is going to do something for you that is going to pain you to the point that you have to respond or you have to revenge you know i, I come up from a barrack and so the barrack boys in our nature we fight all the time Fighting is, as in we do, we do what they call break butt to, pra, pra, you know those things, uh, we, we do that, that's our life. But my mom says something that killed the spirit of fight totally at age 12. He died, died once and for all. She said to me, my son, the day you are going to respond from every conversation, any attack, any whatever that comes into your life, he said, look at it. As the people are doing those things to you, he said, look, if your hair of your skin dropped to the floor, he said, I, your mother, will support you with the revenge you're going to put on the table. And from that time till now, when I look at circumstances, yes, I'm human, I get angry. But the truth of it is the fact that for me to pay back in the same measure that you want me to pay back, I look at the skin, my, eh, my hair, they are still intact. I try to do like this, my hair is still there, no one is fooling up. I, I just ignore, because why? We are not on the same weight level. Nigeria used to say this very particular statement. It says shoe get size. There's some certain size of shoe that I want to wear, whereby I've left some certain shoe size that you are currently trying to battle with me. I've left that shoe. There's a shoe that I'm trying to enter into that I know that if I tell you about that shoe, the possibility that you may not wake up the following, the chances are very high. So I'm not going to engage my mind on that very particular conversation with you. The ability for you to understand your 20% so as to be able to control the 80%. Understanding your 20% to control the 80%. We also see here, one of the things in which I put here, I said when we talk about productivity, I said number one, 20% of your product and services account for 80% of your result. 20% of your product and services, when I'm talking about your product, the gift in your hand. 
I'm talking about your product, the talent, what God has put in your hand. The 20% of your product will always account for the 80% of the results you are going to compare. The Pareto principle has made us to understand that very particular thing. That all you need to do is to look for the core and stay with the core and forget the dramas that are already around it. Because dramas will come. Another thing in which I put them, I said 20% of your clients will be delivering 80% of your business success. 20% of your, in fact, let's even bring it to church as we as ministers. I know there are servants of God that are currently, I'm much called ministers of the gospel of Christ that are currently here. Do you notice that even with us as a church, I did a research of recent and I found out that it's just about 25%, I thought 25% or 30%, no, 20%, 20% of our members and church that paid style that sustained the, the church from moved or sustained the church in terms of the finances. 20%. And yet you will see 1,000 members in our church. Imagine 1,000 members in your church. Just calculate that very part from the Pareto principle. And I want to know, maybe you are part of that 20%. The, from the Pareto principle there, it says it's 20% account for the 80% that we see. So which means if the church is 1,000 members, which means clearly it's only 200, 200 people in that very particular church that have bought into that very particular vision of the church. No wonder you keep seeing those 200 people. They keep giving testimony signs and wonder. Because why? The 20% will always account. They always own the 80%. They always determine. For instance, let's even look at it from South Africa here. I like to mention some few names. I hope I'm not going to get into trouble. South Africa here, the likes of Rupert, the likes of the Oppenheimer, the likes of what you call Patrice Motepe. When you look at this very particular guy, they determine some certain currency that need, how the market index need to look in South Africa. When anything wants to happen here, when they put their voice, I bet you government hear them. 20%. Making it making a consensus for the 80%. And when they own the 80% of the land or the 80% of the resources, they only leave 20% for us, the 80% to manage. I pray tonight. Ah, the push for you to get into the 20%. The push for you to get into that very particular space that the Lord has created for you. Let that grace be enacted in your life in the name of Jesus. We are tired of remaining as a 20%. And yet we keep quoting the scripture. The earth is of the Lord and the fullness thereof. My father owns the earth and stuff. But do you know at the moment, can we, can we honestly say that with that very particular promise that is on the scripture that we like holding, have we been able to engage the principle of the 20% so that we can then say the earth is of the Lord and my father owns the earth. And so because it's on the earth, I will go in and take it. Let's begin to look tonight. What is the mind and the attitude of Christ? Because until we understand this very particular reality, the possibility that we'll still be walking around the circle, thinking that we're going to get into the center of the game. What is the mind of the Christ? Number one, we see that I used this number one on Sunday, so we'll be about to finish it. For those of you who are platform family, not to, you know we had a powerful service on Sunday. No, I don't, don't miss this Sunday. Don't miss this Sunday. For those of you watching us, I'm inviting you this Sunday. It's going to be a spiritual, supernatural service this Sunday for us. It's going to be a very powerful one. We don't do live streaming on Sundays again. So in case if you think that we close, no, no. We meet at the venue, which is Westridge High School, here in Rodeport, close to Westgate Mall. But let's see number one, a mind of purpose. Number one, you must have a mind of purpose. The reason why you see the 20% constantly operate and also change principle for the 80%, they are very purposeful in what they want to achieve. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 1 that when, G when God bumped it for the very particular first time he showed, he had the purpose in his heart that yes, darkness is upon the face 
of the deep. But let me begin to put my purpose, my intent that I have already done. The Bible says that in the book of Genesis chapter 1, he says, and the spirit of the Lord hover upon the face of the earth. What is that scripture making us to understand? He's making us to understand that as the spirit was hovering, God himself and the person of Christ was looking at the case on the table. He was writing, he was rewriting a purpose. He was rewriting what to do because why? In verse 3, we begin to see the purpose of what the spirit was hovering. Which means an average believer must carry a purpose and a destination in your mind. What is the reason of your living? If you have not found that part for yourself, like one of my friends likes saying, say you are wasting the air we breathe. If you have not found the purpose of the reason why you are living, you are, you are, you are contributing nothing. You are contributing nothing. And God did not create you to be a waster. God created you to be a contributor. Because we can see when God came in on earth, in the book of Genesis, he came to contribute to earth. When Jesus came in, he came to contribute to mankind so that mankind can be able to contribute effectively on earth. A mind of purpose. A mind of purpose. We can see the mind of purpose in what Jesus was saying in the book of John chapter 10 verse 10. Jesus was giving us his purpose why he was created or why he came on earth. He says John chapter 10 verse 10. He said the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill and to destroy. He said but I God or I Jesus. He said I have come that you may have life. He was giving us his purpose statement. It's like most companies says vision statement. He was giving us. He said I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. My question to you what is the purpose of your living? Why are you on earth? What is the thing that we will look concerning you and read after your time on earth is over? For example, I, 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 may he so rest in peace this moment. The king's religion who just died about a few days ago. I think according to the news, if, 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 if I make a mistake, forgive me. If I'm according to the news, he's been buried. But the question there is when we look at the guy's life, what purpose has he been able to fulfill on planet earth? Purpose. What purpose has he been able to fulfill on planet earth? Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Luke 4 verse 18, we get to see where Jesus was giving, he was telling the people, he was sitting with his, what you call the Sanhedrin, the Fatusis and the Sadducees at the temple, and he was telling them, this is the reason that I was created for. He says, and the spirit of the Lord was upon me. He said, because he has anointed me to, you know, at the moment, the spirit of the Lord was appointed up upon him, but do you know that the spirit of the Lord made him responsible to give his purpose statement on earth? Some of us as believers, we have used the supernatural to, to cancel ability for us to be purposeful on planet Earth. Ability for us to write the vision, to be responsible in the part of the spirit of the Lord that is upon us. I was saying on church on Sunday, I said, yes, God called me full time into ministry with the mandate of rest. But the ability for me to orchestrate the system, the purpose on how the rested life can be a reality for you and for me. That responsibility has been leveled upon me with you as my disciple joining. We can then make the rested life to become a reality. Yes, the anointing is there, but the ability to be purposeful concerning that very particular mandate of rest. That responsibility, can I tell you who's, who has the responsibility? It is me. The same thing also, your life purpose, it's your responsibility. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He was now giving us his purpose statement. He said, to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the accepted, I mean, to, to proclaim liberty to the captive and recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. He was giving us his purpose statement. He was telling us, this is what I am called to do. He was telling us, see, no matter what you guys are going to do to me, this is Jesus saying, he said, this is what my purpose statement is. Anything outside of this, you will not find me. My question for you, the reason why you are doing A, B, C, D, E, F to the point that you've got to Z, now you are doing Z1, Z2, Z3, Z4, because why? You've not been able to take out time for you to find what is the, what is the original intent of my creation. 
Because why? No manufacturer ever create a product without a definite purpose of that very particular product. No manufacturer. Every manufacturer has a definite purpose for the reason why the product was created. The same thing also when God created you on planet Earth. There was a definite reason why God created you. There was a purpose, like my wife says, that your name carries a destination and a purpose on top of it. And so because of that, you are not on Earth for you to be an entertainer. You are on Earth for you to create a space and to make a dent in the affairs of life. You are not here to just come and entertain, to come and waste the air or probably to just do a chomi. No, you are not. A purpose. Jesus was purposeful. God the Father was purposeful. We can see their purpose to the point that today, their purpose still live after they all currently now, let me for lack of a better word, they all currently now in heaven and with the Jesus we are on earth now. Replicating that very particular purpose, that is if you have found your purpose. If you have found your purpose. One of the things in which we understand when it comes to purpose. Purpose, yeah, purpose, I think I give the definition on Sunday. I mean, I'll stay long with that one. I say purpose. Purpose is the reason for which something has to be done. Purpose is the reason for which something was created. Purpose is the reason for which something exists. Purpose is the reason for which something has to be done. Purpose is the reason for which something was created. And purpose is the reason for which something must exist. Purpose. Purpose is a desired result you want to see at the end of your life. Purpose is a result. Not even at the end of your life. Purpose is a result you want to see every day concerning you. Because <coughs> when you are purposeful, the ability for you to put your centered-mindedness on that very particular purpose, which means you are now concentrating like the Pareto Principle talk about. You are now concentrating on your 20% and forgetting about the 80%. The 80% is the result of what you have so well do with the 20%. Do you know that Jesus came to die for the world as the 20%? But with the 80%, we are currently affected. Because why? Jesus did not come to die for every... For example, let's say currently now we are 7 point something billion people on planet Earth. Imagine if somebody will wake up one morning and say to you, I want to give my life to Christ, and Jesus come and die for that person again. Then he resurrects, go back to heaven. Another person come tomorrow, die again. No, the 20% effect in which he put on the table was able to route the 80% that we currently now the 80% is still not full. Because we're 7.8 I mean billion people, I'm not mistaken. Yet Jesus, when you call upon him, he focused on his 20% to the point that when the 80% decide to pull from the 20% focus, we still are carrying the effect of it. No wonder also we get to see that when your life has purpose, passion become easy. When you are purposeful, your passion for life become full. All of a sudden you wake up to want to do something. Because why you have found the reason of your living. My wife will tell you point blank, I look forward for Thursdays and Sundays of service. I look, if, even the members of the church, you all know, I look for, I check what is happening to you. How are you doing? Because why I have found my purpose and the purpose of it, I don't get bored at any time. Can I say this? Prior to this very particular time, I was tired. But the moment the mic was on and I noticed it was 5.30, the grace for me to do what I'm doing, just even me as I'm talking to you now, I don't know what is sustaining this very particular strength because why purpose always has a way of being fueled by God. Purpose has a way of being fueled by God. And when you find your purpose, passion becomes in view. You are passionate to want to wake up to pursue that very particular purpose. One of the things in which I put here, I said a life without purpose, you will definitely lose passion for life. A life without purpose, you will lose passion for life. And also, I think I remember on Sunday, we were looking, how do you know your purpose? Quickly, how do you know your purpose? You know that by number one, divine calling. I won't focus on this because on Sunday, we, we did that. So I need to just definitely jump. By divine calling. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. God was saying to Jeremiah, before I formed you, I knew you. I called you 
which is a calling, a prophet, and I've sanctified you. We also see the lives of Moses. He was called a deliverer. Jeremiah was called a prophet. Jesus was called to become a man's redeemer. And so their purpose was straight when they were born. And so because when your purpose is straight and is in full, then, then, then you now begin to pull what I call a resulting effect. What is the resulting effect of your purpose? Number one, a commitment to see it through. When you have found your purpose, the reason why, see, let me say this. The reason why some of us as believers were not committed to see something through is because we are not fully convinced that this is the purpose in which I was created for. When you are fully convinced of the things in which you are created for, the commitment to see it through will be in view. The ability to say, this one, whether life like it or not, or whether death like it or not, it must happen in my time. The commitment to see it through. Number two, you now have what I call a deep resolution. You are resolute in your pursuit because why? Purpose will make you resolute. When passion is in view, that is being sponsored by purpose, you are resolute to do. See, every 10 cent that comes to your hand will go into purpose. Will to go into the 20% of the purpose resources to make sure that the 80% becomes the resulting effect of what you have done on your 20%. What is again becomes when, they, when, when your purpose is in full, you have a deep motivation regardless of the circumstances. A deep motivation. Ability, you are motivated to do. You are motivated to run. You are motivated to chase. You are motivated. You know you will be like David. This is my throne. This is my destiny. I will not allow this uncircumcised Philistine to take my chance away. You look at battle and you go in it in full because you understand that purpose without battle, it is winning, not in view. Purpose without battle, it is winning, not in view. Because every purpose will bring a corresponding battle. But you have been empowered as the son of the Most High God for you to be able to push through that very particular battle and to sit as the king in which God has made you to be. Number two, quickly. What is again is our number two? An ability for you to initiate. See, when you are, <laughs> when, 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 when the attitude and the mind of Christ, like the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 that we read, ability for you to become, initi to become initiative, which means ability for you to create. Ability for you to begin to create stuff based on the purpose in which God has given you. Remember when Jesus was called, when he came into the ministry for him to begin to start his stuff in the book of Mark chapter 1 from verse 16 to verse 19. The Bible says that Jesus took an initiative. After that he has been baptized and stuff, the Bible says the next thing he did, possibility that Jesus would have sat down. What kind of people do I need to run this ministry with? He did not just run into that very particular place immediately. He took his time to sit down. So because of that, he knows the corner he needs to go into because what? The ability for him to create also pushed his, initi his creative initiative to be able to route the possibility in which he needed. He knows too well, I don't need those very particular phatoses and satoses. I need the guy that is by the pool. I need the guy that is fishing currently now with his father and stuff. And so when you now awaken to the consciousness of who you are, when you awaken to the mind of Christ on your inside of you, ability for you to initiate possibility. Jesus initiate. He took initiative after he has found the purpose and goes out and finds his disciples. Your disciples may be ability for you to go out and look for people who is going to buy your product. Your disciple may be ability for you to go out and begin to talk to people who is going to come and partner with you. Your disciples, the same thing also applies with me as Platform Church. As the pastor of Platform Church, the ability for me to initiate some certain responsibility, initiate some certain creative instinct that needs to operate, that responsibility is upon me. The same thing also is upon you. God was not going to create an initiative for you. You will create your initiative for you. 
you will create a new soul because why the bible says something for me that is very very interesting that i love so much that i want us to see in the book of psalm chapter 37 verse 4 i was saying it to one of my daughters on sunday psalm 37 verse 4 he said delight yourself in the lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart delight yourself in the lord and he shall give you the because why your ability is to create a desire god's responsibility is to give you the desire because if you don't create a desire, there's nothing God can do. Ability to say, Lord, I want, I'm, 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 I'm going to sit down after the service and begin to initiate some certain possibilities. What are the things that I need to be able to put on the table? That that is what God is going to guarantee. He said, for as a man, think it in his heart, so easy. What are you thinking concerning your destiny? We are currently now, the first quarter of the year is about to pack and go. Which means we're already in March. It's about to pack and go. What have you been doing from January to March 18? Because by the time we come to April 18, we need to begin to see all your prayers have been praying from January to March. We need to begin to see you taking the step. We need to begin to see some, at least, even though it's 0.2% of that very particular thing, because this month for us as platform is our month of marching forward. So which means by the time we see you in April, we know that you have moved. By the time we see, because you have taken an initiative for you to push some certain narrative. Initiatives. Ezra chapter 10 verse 4. The Bible says in Ezra 10 verse 4, it says, rise up. This matter is in your hand. We will support you. So take courage and do it. So take courage and do it. This was the story of these very particular guys. All of a sudden, simply because they were irresponsible and they began to marry outside of their clan and problem was beginning to happen and prophet Ezra was praying his ways and calling on God's face. But this is the thing, as much as he was praying and calling on God's face, the people who were there, who were creating this very particular problem, they had to wake up and say, for us to be able to come out of this mess, we need to initiate some certain possibility. They ran to Prophet Ezra. And in terms of their conversation with Prophet Ezra, in verse 4, they were now telling Prophet Ezra, see, it's okay, name. we know that we've messed up. We are creating our way out now. We are, in, we, we, we are creative for us to come out of this thing. Rise up. This matter now is in your hand. Help us to come out of this thing. There are people currently now that are looking for you. They are looking for your gift. They are looking for your talent. They are looking for your grace. They are looking for the supernatural that you're currently operating in. But until you rise up and begin to take the initiative to go into the space where no man says you can go into, nothing will happen. As a matter of fact, there are people's destiny that are tied to your ministry. There are people destiny tied to your business. There are people destiny tied to that talent, tied to that gift. But until you become like God and become like Christ, where you see darkness and you see sin, and yet you are not chickened out, you come in, create an initiative for you to be able to pull that thing out. One of the things in which I want you to understand here, I say successful mindset creates and initiate the future that they want to see. Successful mindset, they create and initiate a future that they want to see. They don't wait for it. They go with everything they want. They enter with all that they know. They don't look at the circumstances. They don't say that there is a lion. And that's the thing for me. I just feel like just blowing the trumpet of Nigeria, for instance. Well, not the bad ones, because I know even every country, every nationality has a bad, what's called bad. There's good and bad. That's called a spirit. Let's leave that part. But this is the thing I want to say about Nigeria. You, a, Nigerian man, a Nigerian man will sell water for a fish. He will go into a river, carry a fish, sell water for the fish. I hear the fish is that very water. Because why? ability for us to be creative at any time you cannot put a nigerian man in a place and he will not find something to say it's impossible he was in fact he will come to your house carry your product sell your product give your product back again and still make change that's a nigerian man for you he will find a way to make sure that something must happen the same thing also that grace has been given to us as believers we believers carry that thing genesis as i'm talking about it genesis chapter 11 i think that's the scripture that's coming to my head the tower of babel story 
Let the man look at it and say, come, let us make a temple that, I mean, let us make a tower that will take us, which means what? The grace for us to be initiative, for us to be creative in the things we want to do and the passion that is already on the inside of us. That possibility is in us. I am here tonight to introduce you to you and to tell you that the time for you to rise up, the time is now. The Bible also makes us to understand. It says, I mean, one of the things which I put here, I say faith is a spiritual currency when traded compels the heavens to respond. Faith will not do it for you, but faith will compel heaven to respond on the actions that you are putting on the table. God, I need the faith of God. Yes, the faith is already on the inside of you. By the faith in which you are talking, you will see it by the actions that you are taking. Because it is the actions you take will make us know the kind of faith that you are compelling. The actions that you are taking currently will determine the kind of faith in which we are talking about. We also say that say, faith is standing on the promise regardless of the prevailing circumstances. Regardless, faith is saying that no matter what is happening. I keep saying, I say Platform Church is the fastest growing church in Kauteng. Not even Johannesburg. Kauteng, fastest growing. Because why? I have seen it. My mind has laid hold on it. The ability to create the system on how to get there. That is what I am doing. Because why? The place is already in view. It is already in view. And also, let's quickly jump into Proverbs chapter 16 verse 9. It says, a man's, heart, a man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. A man's heart. No wonder we can see that with Jesus. Jesus came into the scene because one of the things with us as platform, we constantly tell you Jesus. If the message is not wrapped around Jesus, it's not a message of the gospel. The message of the gospel must be centered on Jesus as the pillar, as the cornerstone, as the foundation. We can see that with Jesus when Jesus came on earth. Because why Jesus devises all the ways, the ways in which he wants to get the disciple, how he got his 12 disciples, how he taught them how to pray, how he sent them out and stuff. Jesus was busy devising the ways. And this is a thing there. God was directing his step. My question to you tonight, what ways have you this, I want to call, what ways have you put on the table? What plan have you put on the ground? No wonder the Bible says in Malachi, say, write the vision, make it plain. The ability for you to write it down. That responsibility is yours Forget it. It's not going to be your pastor responsibility. Because let me not conduct. Let me not preach. Let's talk. It's not going to be your pastor responsibility. It's not even the responsibility of the Holy Spirit. It is you rubbing mind with the Holy Spirit. You rubbing mind with the Holy Spirit. After the service is over, you sit down, rub your mind with the Holy Spirit. What is my part in this one, Lord? You have said to me that the business that you have called me for, you have called me into the business of cloth making and stuff. What are the things I need to do? And the Holy Spirit begins to say, now you are talking. Let's talk together. What are initiatives? Initiative number one, they are keys to accomplishment of any goals or dreams. They are keys or accomplishment to any goals or dreams. Initiative would be able to, initiative are the keys that you put on the table to accomplish that goal, that purpose. It is, a, it is, it is the, for lack of a better word, it is the building block that you put on top to make your purpose in view. Initiative will make you bring the blocks together. It will make you, even though the blocks is in Timbuktu or one is in South Sudan or South Korea, regardless of the South, either South Sudan, South Korea, South Africa, or South whatever, you will go there and bring all the bricks. Number two, initiative is the power of momentum. It is what is going to put motion on the vision that you are put on the table. Initiative put motion. We can see that with the life of Christ. When Christ, after the spirit of the Lord was upon him, after John the Baptist had baptized him, the Bible says that he went out. He was looking. Now, initiative put grace for his feet to walk. Because when you have finished what you call calculating all the looks and all the angles and stuff, like one of the church in which we once attended and called, 
what the pastor says he said ability for you to expropriate all angles when you've expropriated all angles you don't close the book and keep it one side and thinking that the thing is going to happen you are joking ability for you to take the book and say now initiative will make you say now let's take the first step i like cracking this joke all the time if i did not take the first step for me to go and look for the venue the venue will always be there but until i go there the venue will not come to me the same thing also apply with the destiny and the plans in which God has actually marked before the world or before the foundation of the earth. A destination was created for you. The same way Westridge High School was created for now because God is going to give us our own property and I'm praying day in day out that God is going to use you to bless this commission with our own property. We don't need to wait for 10 years for us to be able to build our own property. No, it can do it by this time next year. It is possible if we put all the initiatives and to be able to route it. It is not about 10 billion. It is about one person that has a heart for God that can compel that thing to happen. What is again that initiative does? Initiative is a manifestation of the decisions you make now. It is a manifestation. Initiative is, see, one of the things with initiative, initiative is not something that you just think in your mind. Initiative, they are action force that you carry. They are action responsibility that you put on the table. They are action responsibility that you bring on the table to make the purpose and the vision becomes in view. What else again is initiative? Is the spirit of creativity. Ability for you to be creative. You know too well that yes, God has called you for you for the mandate of rest. Ability for you, okay, what does rest communicate? You now begin to see it. Now, this is the rested life. Now, what is the rested life? How does the rested life look like? You look at the trouble. For example, I told God, I, the other day I was praying, I said, God, you gave me a huge responsibility. Because even us as servants of God, we are also stressed on certain things, and yet you've deployed me on earth to bring rest to the people. So, ability for me to now sit down with the Holy Spirit and be creative, the spirit of creativity, on how to make sure that rest gets into the hand of the people. That includes everybody. Even me, your pastor. So, I have to spend time daily to be at the house of God. When I mean the house of God, to be constantly in the courtroom of heaven, to pull the possibility that side, bring in the natural part also, marry them together and package the product and bring for you so that you can then be able to enjoy rest in full. Haggai chapter, what's it called? Haggai chapter 1 verse 8. It says, go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. He said, go up to the mountain. You cannot find mountain on wood. I mean, you cannot find wood on the mountain. But what the Lord was saying, he said, go up to the mountain. Be creative of what to do at that very particular place. After being creative, what you have produced, turn it to a wood, come back and build my house. That's what he's saying there. So which means, yes, it, see, God will never give us a responsibility without our part being played in it. No, he will not do that. Quickly, my point number three, because my time is going on. Point number three, ability for you to prioritize. Ability for you to prioritize. The ability, what needs to come first at every point in time. We talk about the Pareto principle. Now, those guys, they understand that my focus is not for me to be hearing what people are saying. My focus is to stay on what I have been able to put on the table. Have you ever seen these big men? No matter how you insult them, they are not moved though. If, as a matter of fact, if they want to even prove their, if you want to prove that the, the, the insult you are insulting them is painful, they carry you to the court case, waste all your resources, close the case, put you in prison, so that you can then keep quiet and they can focus on their journey. Because why? The ability for you to prioritize. They are not moved by what every. So you and I are the one checking what ENCA, SABC, CNN, Ajaziri, and all those things. I think you are the one. We are the one worried about those things. Though. They are not. As a matter of fact, I had the privilege of sitting with one of the what's it called strong men. In my days when I was still doing the business of dexterity. And I noticed the guy. I was busy telling the guy things that are happening currently in South Africa. He was shocked. The next minute he kept me quiet. Darling, keep quiet. 
Let's talk about business. So what is happening currently now with dexterity? Let's talk. I was I, even me going to meet the guy for us to just talk and go. He was asking about dexterity. I, I, thank God for creativity in me. I had to come back quickly with my sharp brain. But he, he was not to the point that I was even telling him, funny enough, he was from Uganda. I was telling him what is happening in Uganda and he had no clue because he said, my business is in Africa. I have no business with Uganda. The same thing also apply with you. Your business is the business in which God has put on your hand. Focus on it. Make it a priority. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 8. If you want a scripture, Philippians 4, 6 to 8. He said, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, he said, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Do you see again? He says, he said, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, which means the ability for your heart and your mind to focus and to take this as a priority. That's what the scripture is saying there. He will guard your heart and your mind, but the responsibility to prioritize the things of your heart and your mind, it is our responsibility. The Holy Spirit is to guard. We are the one responsible to implore the grace to engage what he's guiding us to do. Every time the Holy Spirit is telling you, come back, focus on my principle. Focus on me. Focus on this thing. Focus on this. But yet we are carried away by the things of this very particular world. By the affairs of this thing. There are some of us, I bet you, some of us, if I ask you what is happening currently now with kings, religion that is just buried about a few hours ago, if I'm not mistaken, you know how the man died, what are the things he did, how he ate the food, what is the last time he did. After you've explained all that thing, does he put the money in your bank account? No, let's talk. Does he put the money in your bank account? Has he taken your memory from where it is to the place whereby you can then become part of the 20% that controls the 80% resources? If he hasn't done that, then it's a waste of time. It's good to know that he's dead. Case closed. Move on with your life. Prioritize what is important. One of the things also that I want you to understand here, when we talk about the whole issue of priority, what the Bible says in the book of Matthew 6, 33, it says, but seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, which means ability for you to prioritize his kingdom first. Now, that very particular thing, take that system also. Jesus came, he prioritized his, his priority was to be on the cross, die for the sins of the world. That was his priority. Nothing else can take him to the point that even when Peter was trying to talk him out of him being crucified, he told him, get thee behind me, Satan, because that is not my plan. My plan is to be suspended on that very particular tree. Die for your redemption. And after then, watch on the third day for me, for me to be duplicated on the inside of you. Because why? It was his priority. The ability for you to prioritize. Ability for you to prioritize. One of the things that when it comes to the issue of enforcing priority is the fact that when you want to prioritize, if they ask you a question, for instance, for example, one of the things that came to my mind now, if you are to win 10 million rand right now, what will you do with it? If your first thought as you are talking to me is to go and buy a car, my dear, your priority is wrong. If your first thought is to fly to Dubai, your priority is wrong. The ability for God, God has made us to be a blessing. Ability for us to be blessed, to be a blessing. If your priority is not ability to change the narrative that is currently on earth, if your mind shift or your mindset is not ability to be a solution to the current decay on earth, then your priority is wrong. As a particular program I like watching of recent that I bumped into the TV. I think it was powered by my wife. And all of a sudden, I think it's called I Blew It. These are guys whereby resources came into them because they lack priority in life. They were not focused at all. That's one that annoyed me. Blew 2.5 million in three months. I said, Jesus. Hibana. Why? Priority. Priority. One of the things I wanted to understand. I said here, if anyone can classify you, trust me, they can nullify you. Priority is what put value on you. 
Priority is what put value on you. When you have prioritized some certain things to do, for instance, there are some certain appointments I cannot take but at the particular days of my life. I cannot take an appointment. I will tell you point blank. I'm, I'm going to respectfully ask you, can we reschedule? Because why? I understand that this part for me is a priority. The reason why you are coming to the brightness of my rising is because I have prioritized some certain things concerning me. I would like to stop here tonight. I've given you three points. Number one there. I said a life of a mindset of purpose. Number two, ability for you. Number two, ability for you to be initiative, ability for you to be creative. Be creative. Be creative. Be creative. That very particular business in your hand, be creative. And number three, prioritize that creativity plan that is on the table. With this being said tonight, I want us to just close our eyes and begin to pray. Father Lord, the word of God has come out tonight. What must I do, Lord? Not God, what must you, God, do? No, God, what must I do for me to be purposeful, for me to be initiative, and for me to, be, to, for me to prioritize? What must I do? Father, speak to me. Open your mouth and begin to pray. I want you to open your mouth and begin in this one minute and say, Lord, my part to play. I don't want you to ask God. God's part has been done for you. Now it is your part to play. Lord, my part to be purposeful. My part to be creative. My part to put priority on the table. Let that grace begin to come out from the inside. In the name of Jesus. There are some of you, you've wasted resources. You've wasted time simply because you do not prioritize. You wasted energy simply because you were not creative. You wasted resources simply because you were not purposeful to the things which God has marked for you. Open your mouth and begin to say, Lord, I repent from my lack of responsibility. I repent for my lack, for my part that I've played in the things that is currently happening in my life. Lord, I repent. I choose to be purposeful. I choose to be creative. I choose to prioritize. Part of priority as we're praying. Lord, I place priority in the things of God. I place priority because priority in the things of God, it is what gives you a voice on earth. Ability for you to say, Lord, for the things of the kingdom, for the things of God, for the things of the house in which I belong. Lord, I choose to be responsible. I choose to place priority in that. You said in your word, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. Lord, as you said first, I put the kingdom first. I put the principle of the kingdom first. I put the responsibility for me to be responsible to the things of the kingdom first. As you are praying the prayer, the Lord is saying, The Lord is saying to me, I am releasing fresh grace. Fresh grace for you to be able to engage again. Fresh grace for you to be able to engage again. Fresh grace for you to be able to engage again. Father Lord, Lord, I pray for 
bring your sons and your daughters tonight. Lord, you have come to tell us these three things. Father, one for us to be able to be purposeful. To be purposeful with the things we want to achieve on earth. To be purposeful with the destination that you have created from the beginning concerning us. And Lord, ability for us to be creative. Ability for our mind to prioritize things that are needful. Father, there are things that are not needful. Let that responsibility rest upon us this night in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for that sister and that brother that is confused on what to do at this point. Lord, they have heard me speak concerning your things. They've heard me speak your mind to them. And Lord, they don't know what step to take. Lord, I pray tonight that the step to take, let your Holy Spirit begin to speak to them one after the other in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you because indeed you are good God. You are God of the rested life. Begin to make the rested Monday, the rested oil to pour upon everyone listening to me tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because indeed you've gone ahead of us and you've made all the crooked places straight. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And we all say, Amen. Family, it is high time for us to quickly, because of our time, our time is fast spent. Because of our time, let's just go and take our tithe and our offering. After this message in which you've listened to, the ability for you to prioritize your finance and say, Lord, I bring this very particular fest of my things to your hand. I bring this very particular gift to you to say, Father, use this as a temple. Use this as a porter to route possibilities for me. As we go give our offerings and our tithe and whatever the Lord has laid in your heart for you to give, like my wife preached on Sunday, you have to purpose every time you come before the house of the Lord to hold something in your hand and say, this is my part, this is my covenant responsibility. Be proposed it before you come into the service. And as you go and give your various tithe and offering, the Lord is going to compel the possibility to happen before you in the name of Jesus. Don't go anywhere after this very particular short announcement. We'll be right back at the same time to release the blessing and to end the service. We'll be back just now. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you, and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.